Hey everyone, this is David with the OWP Hour Wrestling Podcast. I uh, just wanted to put a brief message in front of our next episode. Um, in light of recent events that have happened, and not to mention the events that have happened in wrestling history throughout the years, I just want to say everybody that, you know, help is available. Um, this is a tough business. Uh, it's also a tough life for a lot of people out there, um, wrestling aside. And I just want to tell you that, you know, if, if you're ever having trouble, um, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can always chat or you can just you can always just chat online or you can just call, you know. Um, and I'll say one more thing. Anybody who wants to profit off this kind of stuff uh, all around, uh, you're terrible. And uh, come see me if uh, you have a problem with that. But just want to let you guys know, people are out there thinking about you all the time. If you're ever thinking about hanging it up, just don't do it. Call the number. Call your friends. There's people out there that care about you. And uh, that's all I want to say about that. Thanks. What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Jess the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, and Cousins off this week, bringing you our perspective yeah. on the world of professional is it wrestling. Christmas? Is it my birthday? <laughs> no inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can somebody feed me today's topic? David, we are doing Greatest Prelims Part 2. Jabba's, bro. Jabba's. We're doing some Whoa, Jabba's wait. today. We had so much fun doing the first one, whether you call them prelims, enhancement talent, jobbers, whatever you want. These are the guys we love to talk about. These are fun. These are fun. I think they are. Yeah, I can't wait to get into this. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019, or catch us on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Craig, are are you enhanced today? I, I am enhanced. Yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, in life, we all feel like jobbers. Uh, these guys, uh, <laughs> we pay tribute to them for, for free. Yeah, we don't mean this to be mean at all. Like These guys no. work just as much. Uh, we were, Dave and I were talking <laughs> offline, as they say. No, we were online, actually. Whatever. Before yeah, we record. Whatever. Fuck you all. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Dave was just like, God, you know, uh, this particular guy, I'm not going to give away one of his choices sure. right now. He's like, God, he worked like over 300 days a year. And I was like, yeah. yeah, like some of these uh, enhancement talents or jobbers. I mean, I that's I know we call them jobber back in the day, but that we've learned in this enlightened uh, age that that is a little um, offensive. You know, they are enhancement talent. They are prelims even, but uh, jobbers is kind of mean, even though the job squad was a thing. Yeah. It's an internet term, job. It's yeah. more of an internet term. Because really, when you say who, you're going to do the job tonight, I mean, that's the lingo, right? Yeah. That's, uh... That was that's like the lingo, the yeah, and then it, and then it morphed the into a, it morphed into a bad thing, or you know, people slandering somebody else. I kind of look at it as a, you know, as a little bit of like, hey man, I, I'm, I'm a jobber, like I, I did this work. I'm, it's, it's kind of like for me, feels like, like Dude, you should be honored for being. A I mean, ask Steve Lombardi if he's disappointed in his career. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, no. He's, and he was on our last episode. He was on part one, Steve Lombardi. 
So uh, uh, we'll do the same thing. We're going to go round the table, and we've ah. all chosen three, tres, and we'll go round the table, and we'll choose one, and then round two and round three, and we'll just uh, talk about who who wants to go first, huh? I'll give it a go for you if you want. Fuck. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, your stuff is better, so you might as well get mine out of the way right now. So, That's not true. You know. Stop that, oh, Dave. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to go with S.D. Jones. Conrad Ephraim, better known as Special Delivery Jones, um, is my jobber first pick. He has been all over the place. Um, I think he started – he actually started training under another jobber that we won't talk about, and – uh, he was wrestling as late as early as like 1970, 19, late 1960s. Um, really uh, kind of an interesting guy. And this is the one that Jess was talking about. So he he helped put over Greg Valentine and a TV taping. You guys see him? Is he up? Is yeah, yeah, he's up. Yeah, we oh, see him. Oh, look at him. Um, <clears throat> so just to give you an idea, we talked about that workhorse. He wrestled 240 matches a year during his career. And twice he wrestled over 300 matches. 302 in 1978 and 305 Jeez. in 1984. Um, and it was being used as a, a preliminary talent, as we talked about prelims in the 1980s. And he created, the, uh, uh, looks like uh, they actually created a, an action figure of uh, Jones and the wrestling superstar. He did the old, uh, yeah, the, I remember the old figures. In the he wore like Hawaiian shirts, he wore, I think, yes. right? But I want to say like he a, had a, a t shirt too in the WWF magazine. I could be wrong, yeah. but for some odd reason, I remember him having merchandise. Oh, Oh, merch-wise for him. Yeah, oh, that'd yeah. be cool. I mean, he's got the body. Look at him. Like, he, yeah. he looked good. And he was on the first WrestleMania. Oh, and I, uh, I That's totally right. forgot. Um, I was asking he got squashed earlier. by Bundy. He, he yeah. did get squashed uh -huh. by Bundy. That's right. And I forgot. Uh, I was asking Jess why he was in a picture with Tony Atlas and Batista. Now I, I've read him. And I, I said, found out why. And I said that was uh, private. And you shouldn't ask that question. Whoa, hey. But. Well, watch it. And <laughs> he, he retired in 1995. But in 2006, he actually inducted Tony Atlas into the WWE Hall of Fame. That's why he was there. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah. So, And uh, after retiring from wrestling, he lost a ton of weight and began working at the New York Times. It's funny. He was working at a telephone company. And then he, when he retired, he worked... For a news company, a newspaper company. Polished off the demon with? Yeah, that's right, Mr. McMahon. That's my special now, the neck breaker. You know, there's a lot of competition around here. I've been, I, I left here about a year and a half, close to a year and a half ago, and I got back now, and it's it's tougher than ever. But anyway, it doesn't surprise me because here is the number one place for pro wrestling. The greatest athletes are right here. So I'm looking forward for some tough competition. This is nothing yet. There's more to come. Heavier stuff. Very, very heavy artillery. But let me tell you something, baby. SD Specialty is ready. Um, he actually suffered a stroke two days earlier of his death, and he died on October 26th of 2008. Oh, I didn't know he passed. Yeah. Yikes. I think I knew that. I think I did. Yeah. So, but really, really cool story. I mean, I can't believe how much work he, he actually put in. Um, well, and especially really back awesome. in these days too, in like the early '80s, mid '80s, and stuff, when there were still territories, like these guys actually would go to other territories and win like the WK9 championship out of you know West Massachusetts or whatever, like you know, and, and they were actually they would win titles. But we just got used to them as enhancement talent on yeah. WCW or WWF television. Well, to your point, Jess, but, he won yeah. three tag team titles in the NWA America Tag Team Championships with one with Porkchop Porkchop Cash. Um, Defeated the Halloween Blots, not the ones you're name. thinking of, Buddy Roberts and Jerry Brown, and then uh, they brought they dropped him back, and then he teamed with Tom Jones to defeat uh, Black Gorman and Goliath for those titles, and then uh, they won the belts back. They lost them and then won them back for them in 1977, November 18th. 
So he's a three-time America Tag Team Champion. And sometimes these enhancement guys, you would get like decent matches out of them on like um, Monday night primetime or Tuesday night prime. What was the WWF? Um, it started as Tuesday night Titans, but it was what's the gorilla and Bobby Heenan during the middle oh, of the week, prime the studio wrestling. show yeah, primetime yeah. wrestling. Prime time wrestling. Yeah. And then you would actually get to enhancement talents having a good 10, 15 minute match with each other. Yeah, it would be like Iron Mike Sharp attack. and FD Jones and they would be going yes. at it for like 15 minutes at, you know, the spectrum or whatever, like just some house show like. Uh, yeah. These that was always were, fun. These to guys see. were trusted too. Enhancement talent back in the day were trusted to, you know, SD Jones was a good hand, as they would call him. And so yeah, they were trusted to hey, like, anybody. Yeah, you know, Kurt Henning is coming into the company. We really want to get this Mr. Perfect gimmick over. So give him a good match. Give him 15 20, you know, and then like they would trust somebody like SD Jones to go out and do that. Yeah. Good pick, Dave. Oh, so, thanks, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go second if you don't mind. Huh? Let's, let's get my second choice. My uh, choice, my first choice here is Chris Duffy, who was uh, a enhancement talent wrestler with the World Wrestling Federation from 1986 to 1997. He was on Raw. He was on the syndicated television oh, wow. back in the day. Yeah. So, uh, like, he really um, was, like, a, a long time. Unfortunately, he died when he was 35. I didn't oh, know he passed away. Yeah, he was only 35 years old. He died of a heart attack, they suspect. Uh, what I read about him on August the 25th of 2000, unfortunately. So, mm. um, man, like, yeah, like, but he, I remember Chris Duffy a lot. I remember him on the Raw days, too, and stuff. Like, I remember um, tuning in and seeing him. He was in the ring with, God, anybody that you can name at that point. Like, he was one of those guys, like SD, but in a later generation, later time period, um, that uh, toured the horn, you know? Like, it was kind of cool. Jeez. Chris Duffy. I, I I can't get this thing out of my head. I don't know if you guys have seen the the YouTube video or whatever this of this kid yelling at a guy from the street, and the guy like wants to kick his ass, and the kid keeps saying "F you, Duffy." That's all I can think about when you say Duffy. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he just keeps yelling at him, and, and that's and that might that might have been what Duffy looked oh, like. Oh wow, time, look too. at Chris Duffy. He, he looks so angry too, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, some and some people you may not recognize these names, but uh, yeah, like he he. But you might around. have seen him. You're like, oh yeah, I saw that guy when I was yeah. watching Raw. Look at that old Raw uh, emblem too on the on the. Yeah, line. it was like one of the original ones. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it looks like it looks like he got a one two three kid outfit and cut off one single yeah. fit into it. <laughs> I forget. I forget sometimes that Raw started with prelims like that. It wasn't always the Raw. Yeah, of, yeah, uh, they of would have like one yeah, superstar v superstar match a, a night usually on Raw. I think. Is but my question is too. We would always laugh at a lot of their outfits. I wonder if it was a company directive, like you need to just look ridiculous because you're kind of just like you're the mark. If that makes sense, not the mark as the wrestling term, but the mark is in like you're the guy that's going to get destroyed. So you just need to be, you need to look silly so the star looks better. I, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Or there's Chris so Duffy many might have that look like that. Good look. There's no way that Chris Duffy, <laughs> when he imagined being a pro wrestler, is like, that's the look I want to go with. Like, I wish I wish we could ask him. I want to, like, a Andre the Giant singlet top and, like, breaking the <laughs> bottoms. Like, nobody would say that. So I'm, I've always wondered that. I've always been like, man, I wonder 
if they were told to dress to down. To your point, it's they, like uh, they had that seamstress. I can't remember her name that was there for, what, 40 years in WWE? Yeah. And yeah. Vince would just go up to her, make, make him up something quick. Make Not it, even make him make up it, something. Just open up, the, open up the chest of failed. I was going to say, open up the gimmick there, box. Yeah. <laughs> got to be a bag we have somewhere, a closet. <laughs> I, I bet it was his gear. I bet he, I bet he thought he was the shit. And maybe and that's, that's part of his failure. It's like this is my gimmick, and I think it's really going to resonate. And Vince is like, "Okay, pal." And he probably even the Hartford yeah, Whalers. You know, we want to push it to the next level, Chris, but uh, he got to change the tights. You know what? I respect you, Vince, but I'm gonna have to stand my gun on this one. Uh, I'm keeping the Duffy. I'm keeping yeah. the Duffy look. Do we? Do we have a? I, I forgot. Do we have a record on these guys? I won't I, tell I, you how to book if you don't tell me how to look. <laughs> <laughs> Duster out. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, it's like me and Hogan. Nobody talks we, we to get the Duster Hogan and I way. get it. You know, we're right. There's going to be a lot more time for that rhyme in just a few minutes too. It's yeah. going to be fun. <laughs> Craig, what is your first uh, dick dick do? Um, mine is the Conquistadors, late '80s. Um. Early 90s heel jobber tag team that wore these um, straight gold kind of metallic suits. Uh, you could switch them out with whoever you want, but the original guys were um, Jose Estrada Sr. and Jose Luis Rivera. Um, they were on a Survivor Series. They weren't always these jobbers, and it'll lead into a discussion probably a little bit later. Like, at what line are you a enhancement talent um, no, after kind of either and I being need pushed you to and describe their Survivor Series because this was this has to be their greatest moment. The Survivor Series. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they. What are they? They survived. Um, no, no, they were the surviving heel team. They ended oh, up losing. To, yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, so it was a Survivor Series '88. They were on the tag team uh, side. Yes. Of, of Demolition's team, and then the Powers Power and, and Glory's team. Not Power and Glory. Yeah. Jesus, I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, Powers of Pain. There Powers of Pain. There you go. Yes, and that and, and before you knew it, because that's when they did the double switch with Fuji, where Demolition dumped Fuji as, Fuji as their manager, and Powers of Pain picked Fuji up. So it was the original double switch before Brett and Sean, or damn it, before Brett and Austin would do it years later. Mm. Uh, they did a double switch, turning Demolition face and Powers of Pain heel in the same swoop. But little did you know, in the background. You realize, like, oh, not all the teams are eliminated. Who's left for Powers of Pain? The Conquistadors! Yeah. <laughs> the final team on Demolition right. side, and right. they would actually lose. But uh, that's... Uh, and then also, um, Edge and Christian brought him back. Yeah. Would dress up and, them later in that attitude. Oh, wow. And they would have competitive matches. They'd win occasionally against uh, Young Stallions or whatever, Killer Bees, that, like, lower three card of, of teams. But and then by, but by the end, they were, yeah, they were just fodder for, for any tag teams that kind of came in for them. But I remember them. They were always on, on my Saturday morning. That's fun. Superstars. Fun stuff. The following tag team contest is scheduled for one fall. Introducing first in the ring area, weighing with a total combined weight this of 458 pounds. This should be an interesting matchup, right? They'll probably rip their mask off and eat them. I want you to know right up top, I'm completely disgusted. Stuff. That's a great uh, pick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, my next person actually going to round two, Dave. Round two, yeah, round two. This person actually trained SD Jones and a lot of others. We're going to talk about know. Johnny Rods, uh, born in 1938, and I believe it looks like he's still kicking. I, I'm looking for a time of death, and I don't think I see it. Um, so good on you, bro. He is <laughs> um, still going. Um, he's he's probably over 80 years old. Way to um, go! Way, way to go, go Johnny Rods, being alive, man. bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. Still be alive, Johnny. Yeah, yeah good job, Johnny. I was, I was looking for it. I was like, "There's no way." Um, Do you see the picture here? He's whipping yeah. Iron Mike Sharp into the ropes. I don't know. And Johnny Rod, <laughs> Johnny Rod, letting Iron Iron sharpens iron. That's a 
That's a great picture. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. It's it's two major uh, preliminary people going at it. I love it. Uh, so he wrestled in the World Wrestling Federation um, or worldwide, you know, because it was a combo from sixty-five to eighty-five. Sixty-five, um, he started. Uh, wow. That was just in the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Yeah. So, jeez. Uh, how yeah. old was he here? He looks good then. He looks great. Yeah, I don't. That's got to be close to eighty-five, right? <laughs> <laughs> he debuted. Oh, now in, you're talking here, about now. Here's yeah. the deal. He debuted in '64 and he retired in '99. Guys, I'm just, just wow. Saying. Uh, what? Um, but here, here's the thing that's really, really interesting. Two, two things. One, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in '96 um, by Arnold Scaland. That's pretty cool. I did not know that. Um, he also trained these wrestlers. Check out some of these names: Vito Lagracio, Damian Demento, Tommy Dreamer, Big Dick Dudley, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley. Bill DeMott, Electra, Jason Knight, uh, the, the Batiri or uh, Batiri, Vince Russo. That's that's a bummer. Um, Matt Stryker. <laughs> what did Prince he train Nana, Russo to do? Big Cass, Angel Medina, like scam Taz. people for money. He trained Taz, Bro. by the way. Ricky Vega, SD Jones, like we talked about, Marty Bell, and Kevin Matthews. Those are some of the just some of the people that he trained that are kind of like high profile. Um, pretty cool stuff. So um, good pick. I know, man. Was, did you, I actually did some research. Did your research, Dave? Yeah, I did some stuff here. Um, but yeah, so that, that's actually... you sack yeah, of shit? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought I would be underprepared, actually. Um, no. So, yeah, but that, that, was, that was my pick. I'm like, this guy's really interesting. He's done a lot of stuff, and he's wrestled for like 40-plus years. Um, and he's a Hall of Fame inductee. Pretty neat. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'll go, um, whoa, whoa. if I may. Go. Oh, sorry. No, no, oh, gosh. Fine. Fine. Oh. Oh. I got this. Oh. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> this is a discussion of whether this guy was a jobber because this guy launched with some pretty big fanfare. And I, this guy is held fondly in my memory because when I first started getting into wrestling, he was one of like the stars that I saw. And I want to say he was, like, he, was on yeah, ice, he was like, he was on an ice cream bar. He got vignettes played. So he was coming yes. to the WWF. And so, like, yeah, when I first started watching wrestling, it was around this time too. And he was just, he was kind of the first new wrestler, if that makes any sense, when I started watching. Mm. So yes. I remember this too because I'm getting that vignette push, yeah. yeah, yeah. But even even as young like fans or whatever, within he was only. First of all, I'll say the name. Uh, I know you guys are excited. You guys are all guessing it out there. And the uh, radio land, uh, <laughs> radio Outback land. Jack. We're talking uh, Outback, Outback Jack. Jack. Woo! Wrestled um, 1986 to 88. <laughs> not long, but yeah. To Jess's point, he he came with big fanfare. I want to say he was on Ice Cream Bar. He was, within, and he was also in the WWF catalog. He had merchandise yeah. and everything. So, Completely. Uh, just throwing out there, he's on an ice cream bar, and CM Punk had to pay for his own. I'm just right. Saying. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's but right. by the end of his run, man, he was a jobber. I mean, yeah, so, but, I have an Aussie accent too, Craig, or no? <laughs> did, What's that, Dave? Did he have an Aussie accent too, and all that? Yes, I think he did. Well, yeah. I didn't even know his, if he his was. Finishing move was the boomerang clothesline. It was fucking horrendous. <laughs> he would he would clothesline him from the front and then wait for him to get up and then clothesline him again from the back. So the move took like thirty seconds because he had to wait for them to get up from selling the first line, there. and they would hit him, clothesline him in the back, and then pin him. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking awesome. about. He wasn't around long. It feels like he was around uh, quite a while. He was yeah, not. He was like, and... yeah, he was a total failed. Yeah. Like experiment. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah, could, this could be another. Yeah, and you're right though, because I don't think he even stuck around long enough to become enhancement talent. Because the whole phrase enhancement talent yeah. is like you know to be around and enhance other wrestlers. I think they wanted him to be at least a mid carder, a strong mid carder. 
and it just didn't work out. And like, yeah, he just kind of faded away. I want to say he barely lasted like a year or two. Yeah. 1988 was his, uh, his May, May 1988 was his last superstars. Oh my God. So like a year then where he teamed with Brady Boone and Steve Blackman in a loss to the Islanders. Oh, shit. <laughs> three oh, I, bet man, that, I, I bet that was painful. Imagine taking a splash three-man uh, Islander yeah. six-man tag team. Yikes. I'd quit, too, I guess, at that they point. Are, they, they, <laughs> are, they are all snug in there, that's for sure. This battle is scheduled for one call. Introducing first, from Humpty-Doo, Australia, weighing 287 pounds, Outback Jack. Oh my gosh. What do you got, Jess? Uh, well, my uh, pick well, for the second round is a wrestler, uh, a, a handsman talent named Terry Gibbs. Now, a lot of people may not know who Terry Gibbs is. I have a special connection with Terry Gibbs oh. because it was one of the first wrestling programs I ever watched. And it was a Saturday morning superstars. And um, I was watching a match between Terry Gibbs and Sam Houston. Okay, whatever, right? Some people might uh, remember Sam Houston as well. So as I was watching it, it went right after that match. Uh, Terry Gibbs fought and fought and unfortunately lost to Sam Houston. And right after that, Vince is like, all right, Sam Houston gets the win. Now we're going to go back to last Saturday night. Hulk Hogan defending the title against King Kong Bundy on Saturday night event. It was when Andre choked him out. And that was like my first angle. And that was the time that I was like, who's this guy in yellow tights and, you know, with blonde hair? And technically, because I watched this program and I turned it on at this time when they went back after a Terry Gibbs match, um, I fell, whatever you want to say, for Hulk Hogan. And I started watching wrestling every single week I had to watch it. I He was my hero. And like it, Terry Gibbs is kind of indirectly responsible just because his match was on against Sam Houston. And mm. I turned it on right towards the end where Sam gets the win. And then they go into that package where they recap what happened between Hogan and Bundy and Andre and Bundy's corner. Ter and Terry I, Gibbs I was looks hooked. like uh, Sid Vicious's like baby brother or something. Yeah, I, I keep that, thinking of Barry Gibbs. What's the actor's name that was in Days of Thunder? The one that was also in uh, Oh yeah, uh, Walking Dead. He was yeah, I know exactly. John. Oh man, John well, sounds yelling at us. He looks like him a little bit, a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's yeah, he's he's in, yeah. I'll get it for you. Hold on. Why well, do you guys keep going? Uh, but uh, that's, that's why I chose Terry. And Terry Gibb was all over syndicated television in the late 80s, for sure. Um, he was a, a frequent enhancement talent that you see on WWF television. But um, yeah, like he, uh, his real name is Manuel Sane. That's Terry Gibbs. The opening bout is scheduled for one call. Introducing first from Tampa, Florida, weighing in at 231 pounds. Terry Gibbs. Oh, his real name is Terrence Gibbs. <laughs> no, <laughs> which is crazy that his name was his real name is Manuel Sane, but he's like, oh, I'm gonna go with Terry Gibbs for my. How yeah, do you so spell the, Sane? S A N E. Yeah, S yeah S A I N E. The actor Sane. you're thinking of from Days oh, of Thunder okay. is Michael Rooker. Yeah, and he's been. Oh, I'm he was sorry, in, I had the wrong stupid movie. Who's also in Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy? Of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is my that is my uh, pick for the second. My favorite part. line is he cool? Yeah, he's really cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Best line ever. 
I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. He was an awesome villain at Days of He wasn't really a villain in Days of Thunder. He's just, but they, yeah, that, he's just kind of a dick. You know, he's, that, really, that rental car race to dinner. So you were going to sit down. We're going to hash this all out. You're going <laughs> to drive separately. The way I see it, uh, I, you ain't going to let me drive this car. I'm not going to let you drive this car. So here's what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. Get two cars. We had some car yeah. trouble. I believe it was the radiator. <laughs> Is what, that right, Cole? What, what, was it Cole? <laughs> yes, Roddy, I believe it was. <laughs> I love that you've memorized that movie, Dave. That's awesome. It was, it was. It's such a bad movie, but it was so good back then. Special tires, Cole. Special yeah, tires. Match and staggered special. Yeah. <laughs> We're way off track. <laughs> All right. Are we on round three? Was that the end of round two? Round three. Um. This is where Craig's gonna have a lot of fun. He was already making me laugh so much on this pick, and he's right behind me. Uh, we're talking about Lanny Poffo. Uh, we had some arguments whether Lanny Poffo was enhancement talent, better known as the genius or leaping Lanny Poffo, a Canadian American uh, professional wrestler, motivational speaker, and poet. And actor. <laughs> um, I think he wrote his own uh, Wikipedia. By the way. Look at that picture. Oh my god. Oh, and, uh, but everybody knows he is the younger brother of Macho Man Randy Savage, um, probably what he'll always be known for. But he really did carve out quite a niche for himself. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he he started wrestling in the All-South Wrestling Alliance in 74, um, went to the uh, National Wrestling Alliances for four years, and then did Atlantic, Pre- Atlantic Grand Prix, National Wrestling Alliance back again, and then International Championship Wrestling, and then Mid-South Continental Wrestling from 84 to 85, and then finally made his way into WWF, uh, probably because Macho's like, you're bringing my brother with me, right? That's true, and he did that in WCW. The famous story from WCW was during the later years, I think 1999. package um, deal. Yeah. yeah, Macho actually gave up a little bit of his salary to bring Lanny in there at an inflated salary. What a good they, brother. What a good brother. Yeah, and Bischoff agreed to it, and they never uh, once had Lanny on television or used him at all. Really? So he, he was under contract for a couple of years. I don't remember the exact length and got paid for nothing, like just to sit at home. Yeah. Uh, what a good brother. And that was because Macho Man like, wanted to get him help at work and stuff like that. He loved his brother. He legitimately did. Yeah. yeah. And I think Lenny to this day, does he handle his estate or whatever? Is he kind of responsible I for... I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't know what he is responsible for. I'm waiting for I that. would like to think that um, they, they decided to like to be wrestlers on the same day and Macho Man's like, I'm going to go with a Macho Man, like the ultra male. And then Lenny Poffo's like, I'm going to be a poet and leap over people. <laughs> Lenny Poffo. <laughs> no, at first he was like, I will throw frisbees out to the crowd. Let right. the best man win. When Vince is like, yeah, look, I'll employ your brother, Randy, but you got to get him some charisma. No problem, no problem. Lenny, you got to do something. I'll throw frisbees. Like, it's just kind of, <laughs> all right. Fuck. That sounds That's like the best you that got. sounds like a pressure idea to me, I'm just saying. Illinois, weighing 252 pounds, leaping Lenny Puffo. Ladies and gentlemen, as for custom, leaping Lenny has a poem for all of us. I'm wrestling Mr. Wonderful, and he is looking great. He's handsome, tan, and muscular, but still can't get a date. With Bobby Heenan at his side, he really thinks he's hot. But getting past the Hulkster takes a lot more than he's got. 
me. I'm just saying. That, and that's, I think that's the Lanny I remember. I don't, the genius actually was a fun character. Let's be all be honest. He did yeah. great as the genius. He yeah. did a great job. And he actually got to, he got to walk lines with Hogan quite a bit. All he defeated Hulk Hogan by count out. On <laughs> Wait, who did? Uh, the genius, genius did. <laughs> he did. Yikes. Yeah, yeah that's. That's some of the big things, but then you're, you know, you start to cool off though when you start suffering, uh, suffering house show defeats yeah. uh, Jim Neidhart, who only knows how to do power slams. Yeah, well, and I think of it, his intent, his enhancement run mainly was when he was before the genius when he was leaping Lanny Popo, mm -hmm. like in the mid to late eighties. Yeah. That that's when I he lost every match. There's not a yeah, yeah. I, I think it's fantastic that he was on primetime wrestling, wrestling with Mister Perfect against the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. I'm like. Oh, like you're in, you're wow. in the main event. You are in it. You know, that's, that's awesome. You know? And he lost. He had all the fundamentals. He was good. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to envision him like every week or every month he would call the office and be like, how's the merch sales for the Frisbees going? <laughs> no, they're um, not no, going. They didn't they're, sell not one. they're not going. Uh, how's uh, my revenue? Don't, don't forget about the feud with Brutus Beefcake and had to wear wigs um, and amateur wrestling headgear to cover the haircut that the barber had given him as well. Yeah. Just lots of fun stuff like that that he had done. So to your point, he's in the main event, but he just just never won. He was in good storylines. He just didn't win them. He never won, you know, except for that count against Hogan, apparently. <laughs> so that'll get you. That'll that'll get the streak going. All right, uh, yeah, I'll go my with my I'll go with my final pick then, Craig. I will undercut you, and I'm going to go. This guy was just known for WCW. I'm uh, and his name was the Gambler. I don't know gambler. if anybody remembers the gambler, but for a period there, I put him up on the screen here. It's a little blurry. I apologize. He would always come out wearing like, you know, fanning cards out like a deck of a card. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was a, a product of the WCW power plant. So they were just putting out prelims from there and, and Goldberg apparently. Um, and he was the gambler from 1992 to 1995. So only a three year span, but uh, he developed that character ac actually in the USWA. Uh, before he went to WCW, and, and, and he was wrestling on Independence while he was also a prelim or a uh, handsome talent on WCW television as well. So um, that's kind of cool. Like I just remember him yeah. because I would always watch WCW Saturday Night or uh, the Sunday morning show that they had, the World Championship Wrestling Show, and uh, he was always on there. He was always like the prelim that was getting beat on there too. So uh, I don't know. He just sticks out of my mind, and he's kind of a one that nobody will ever pick out of a lineup. Like because people, who's the guy? Yeah. Who is that? Like, but yeah, he was. He was for like three years. I saw him almost every week on WCW syndicated television, for sure. That's dope. Where's my cards? Oh, I gotta find my cards. I wrestled tonight. Ah, <laughs> oh, where's my cards? Where's where's my my cards? You probably had to buy a new deck every time you got out of a new place to land. So we're playing poker right now. <laughs> I, like, I need. I need those. Those are mine. You can wait, gambler. Yeah. You can wait. You imagine, you imagine Goldberg back there going, "No, we're playing poker right now." Oh, guys, get the, uh, get the skipo cards. They're over there. Use the skipo cards. <laughs> and then what I do is I'll fling at him like a foreign object. Uh, these cards. Uh, my third guy is a mainstay on in both WCW and WWF. Um, yeah. King of the Mullets uh, had several names. Um, was there, I think he had a thirty-year, twenty-eight-year career. He's wrote a couple books. He's now a history teacher in uh, San Antonio. I'm talking about uh, Dale Wolf. Hey, or or Dusty Wolf too, right? Yes, and well? and you know what I read in the research of this? They um, he was Dusty Wolf to begin with, and when <laughs> Dusty Rhodes left WCW, is that, is that a hair band They or changed his name to Dale. What is that? So, oh, it's his hair. That's his hair. That's his yeah, hair. that's a, there's a lot of work being done there. 
So imagine like you're you're a jobber and you have to change your name when Dusty Rhodes comes over to the WWF. But that you oh, because of Dusty, I get it. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. I, I think for the longest time I was like, I didn't know. Is that Dusty's? That's the Dale's brothers. <laughs> that's, that's Dusty's brother Dale. Like imagine that. That's yeah. Hey Dusty, come here for a second. He's like, oh, fuck, Vince wants to talk to me. Vince, this is it. This is it. <laughs> You did it, Dusty. You did it. Uh, You're moving on. We're bringing up, in uh, Dusty Rhodes. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, so ditch the name, kid. What the what? Huh? Well, that's my name, Dale. Obviously, but that sucks. Like, it's, come on, like that's so crazy. I didn't even know that. And he actually has T-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com, and one of them is "I don't care what the name is, just make it right on the check" or something to that effect. So that's maybe that goes with the story. Cool. That's a yeah. great shirt. I, I will buy that shirt now. I'm gonna go find yeah. it. So wait, well, then he also has. He he, uh, he! I think he he had a he graduated uh, with a history degree, and he teaches college history. Holy shit! Good for that's him, so man. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love those stories that of people that landed and got a second career after wrestling and I are know. seemingly okay. I would, I would yeah, like it. yeah, the Steve Lombardi's class. and Iron Mike Sharps of the world are few and far between. You don't necessarily. It's not common per se to make a career like a lengthy career out of uh, being a jobber, but like yeah, like or uh, a handsome talent. Sorry, sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that's true because a lot of them had to like leave after a while, you know, their five year career, whatever it was. You know, not everyone's going to be Iron Mike or the goddamn Italian Stallion. Yeah. Uh, oh, and he has another t shirt too on the store that just says, Who the fuck is Dusty Wolf? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So good for him. I'd say good for him. He, he's making that's the right. best out of his situation and, and he's teaching out of college. It's not exactly chump change. You know, brain timing is so important, the time to be peaked in any kind of a contest. Can you believe that the Hulkster has reached that peak at just the right time? I'll put it to you this way. I didn't think he'd be as ready as he is. Hulk Hogan looks ready to me. But I can't pick a winner now. Before I was going with Slaughter, but now I don't know. There's a winner right there, though. That's awesome. Who was the who was the best enhancement talent uh pick? Like that makes the fit. Who's the best fit? I want to say Dusty's in that in that realm or the gambler. Like that actually did that work. I would say uh, the ones we just picked right now. Yeah. I would say Dusty Wolf is probably like like the best one. Yeah, he's like low-key the best one. Yeah. The Conquistadors is another good one. They they were kind of the rare. I guess the Conquistadors were like Lanny Popo or Outback. Yeah, see, Lan- Lan- or Lanny's Outback okay. Where like they were designed, like they would win a little bit more, but really, like no, Conquistadors were enhancement talent. They're I would say they're the best pick so far of this round. Yeah, they're the most well known because Edge and Christian brought them back. They dressed as them for a feud that they were in in like That's the Attitude fun. Era. So a lot of people remember the Conquistadors. There you go. But, uh, and I, then SD Jones, I always, if you Jones, ask me yeah, yeah. what a, what a jobber is, uh, the like when I think of two, I think of Iron Man Sharp and SD Jones, and yeah. I think we always did growing up think SD Jones was the quintessential guy, enhancement talent. Yeah, I mean, Iron Man Sharp was the heel, the, the yeah. heel one, and then SD Jones was the face. Was the face? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea over three hundred matches in in, in in two separate years. That's just unbelievable. And then when we were talking, he did his first WrestleMania. He got to be on the card, but he was literally there to break Second. a record of the fastest pinfall. All he had to do was stand in to the make corner, Bundy. literally. Like, and he probably made yeah. the biggest payday he'd ever made in his life. Yeah, Good and it him. was like, 
and then they they made they put him in the record books of the quickest pin. <laughs> that, yeah, wow. he was quickest pin for a long time. But that's he could say I was at the first WrestleMania. That's yeah, kind of cool. I'm I, I was on a WrestleMania card. Not many people can say that. Yeah, I was on the first one. That's like pretty pretty. That's badass. legit. Yeah, that's legit. Good stuff. Good stuff. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019. Or catch us on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. This is Dave, Jess, and Craig with the OWP signing off. Have a good one.